The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Good morning and assalamu alaikum. You are tuned into Inspire FM 105.1 FM. It's Friday 7th of February and the time is 10 o'clock. Welcome to Mother's Planet, um, a show where there's always something to talk about in a productive and positive way. Um, I'm your host Neelam and joining me in the studio is Sister Salma. Assalamu alaikum. Walaikum salam. How are you? Alhamdulillah, I'm good. I, I, you actually must be very good because uh, Salma got a nice treat this morning in the studio. I nicked um, everyone's breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) So I came in the morning and I could smell something and I thought I can smell something really nice. And then as I walked through, Salma's sitting there having a nice breakfast with Brother Tarek and the team. So that was nice. Yes, I I think I came in and they went to get breakfast. So lucky me, I didn't have breakfast. I've got to have breakfast. There you go. So we've got a nice treat. See how we treat our guests. We do look after them, don't we? Yeah, we do look after them. So have you had a good week? Um, busy week. Oh, it's always yes. busy. I'm, I, I think when anyone ever asks me, I'm always saying it's busy. It's busy, I know. Well, we're going to find out a bit more about Salma a bit later on in the show. And, I, and I'm and i sure um, a lot of people that are watching on the Facebook camera and listening in um, are, can recognise the voice. Um, Sister Salma's very well known to the Luton community, but I shall go into uh, introducing her formally later on in the show. Um, the week for me, um, I think this week actually dragged on. Um, it took a to get to Friday I thought and 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 I said the same last week so I think maybe it's just me Aww. it's just me that's finding the weeks just taking too long I think because I've put on my calendar when it's half term and when I can actually so have a lie-in. you're looking forward to it. Yes, oh, okay. and I'm looking forward to those pyjama days and lie-in so um, I just feel like it's taking forever because they've still got another week of school. It'll get there. I mean, they're going to have them at home and that's more, I think that's more harder entertaining them oh, and yeah. saying, oh, mummy, I'm bored and... Oh. I know I have tried to put a plan in place so that they are busy and we do have a couple of family weddings over the uh, over the holiday so as much as I'm looking forward to rest I probably won't get any but <laughs> so there uh, there is quite a few things going on in in the half term and we've got birthdays as well so um my daughter my eldest daughter's turning 13 so she'll be um hitting the teenager years so oh mashallah uh, I know that's something to look forward to now listeners we are live on air we are reaching out to all our listeners in Luton and surrounding areas areas we are also uh, live on the inspire fm webpage where you can uh, listen to us through tune in and we are live on the facebook camera where you must like the show and you can also um, uh, comment on the show and join in the discussion via facebook live um, you can also text in we are taking text messages or whatsapp messages into the studio today on 0779 so you can uh, share your thoughts and opinions on the show um, as well through there if you do miss the show, we are repeated at nine o'clock, so you can um, actually listen in later on. And um, that's from nine o'clock tonight. Okay, headlines. I like to start the show off with a couple of headlines. Um, these are taken from the BBC Online News. Um, I really like this first headline, actually. And when I read it, I thought, wow, if only they could do something like this in the UK. So Finland to give dads same parental leave as mums. So Finland's new government has announced plans to give all parents the same parental leave in a push to get fathers to spend more time with their children. Paid allowance will increase to a combined 14 months, which works out as 164 days per parent. Finland says it wants to promote well-being, well-being and gender equality. That's fantastic. Isn't that? And Finland's really, and their um, actual maternal, paternal, maternity care in Finland is fantastic because they really do encourage mums after having babies to spend as much time as possible with their child at home. So they, they give you up to a year off anyway. Whereas I think here in the UK, it's six weeks paid and then yeah. you get six, um, by the six months, you're getting paid this to statutory allowance of what you should be allowed or nothing or nothing yes (laughs) so you don't get much here in the uk but finland and they also if you have a baby they um 
they prepare you with a, a, a hamper kit. So it's either you've got a choice of either taking the money or taking the hamper kit, which includes a cot, nappies, clowns, what have you. That's lovely. So um, Finland's doing really well with their maternity care. And now to offer parents, both parents, fathers as well, the um, paternity leave. I think that's fantastic. That's really important as well, though, isn't mm. it? Because I think... Here, it's the mother who takes the maternity mm. and you never think of the father taking it. Yeah. But to give that time to the father is, is lovely and gives yes. a break to the mother as well. Yes, and also, and I think that's really crucial because um, it's a push to spend more time, fathers to get to spend more time with their, their children. And bond, and definitely, bond. yeah. Because they don't. They're going out to work, coming back, and mum's just had a hectic day trying to deal with this child. And um, dad's just... Tired know, as well. Tired. Yeah, they're tired as well from working. Mm. And we're tired from looking after the baby it's hard isn't yeah. it and I think if you get the bond right in the early ages it mm. helps when they're older mm, definitely yeah so um, uh, Mr Johnson if you're listening <laughs> <laughs> hopefully <laughs> we might be able to get that uh, headline out to the UK anyhow um, half of the UK 10 year olds own a smartphone Mm. According to a report carried out by made by media regulator Ofcom in 2019, nearly 50% of the UK 10-year-olds have a smartphone. In addition, 24% of the 3- to 4-year-olds had their own tablet and 15% of them were allowed to take it to bed. The amount of young phone owners doubled between the ages of 9 to 10, which Ofcom dubbed as the age of digital independence. Wow. Really? Yes. So that many children. So I, I, I mean, I'm dead against smartphones. And so you, none of your kids have anything. No. Oh, yeah. And 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 the 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 thing here is, it's a smartphone. So I, if they do have a phone, which I did give my older daughter, and in the end I took it away from her because I just she wasn't using it, and um, she just she said it's a distraction to even even though it was a brick, it was one of those ones mm. that had no access to uh, social media platforms. Um, it was just the hassle of texting people and keeping in touch with friends, and she didn't like it, so she just keeps in touch with them through email now. So they email. And um, and it's more an effort to email, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah. I think it's more personal when you email. When you do a text message, it's just like, yep, I'm okay, hi. You know, it's very it's very quick. No it's effort. No. Yeah, well, email, it helps intellectually as well, doesn't it? Yes. How to f- form an email and yes. send it. Yeah. I don't know, it's interesting. I mean, you know I've got my, my boys, haven't I? Yeah. And um, my eldest, I got him a mobile phone when he went to high school and I got him the little brick ones. Mm. Um, and um, he was really happy uh, at that time. But I needed to keep in contact because I worked. Yeah. But... Um, ha- is it still a brick or is it... No, something? no, now he's got an iPhone like ours. Mm. Um, it's it's really difficult and I think every child is different. Like mm. I've got, mashallah, five mm. and my three boys are very different. Mm. Um, and you need to assess that child and how they're going to use it mm. um, and then make the decision whether to give him a phone or not. Mm. But I'm really dead against it, honestly. Like my my son, who's your daughter's age, he's turning 13 in March as well. Um, he's got an iPod, mm. but he can go on social media with that anyway. Yeah, but yeah. I'm, I'm dead against him having the iPod as well. While my husband thinks it's OK, mm. that, you know, it's fine, you know, it keeps him busy, whatever. But I just don't want him to have it. Mm. While my middle, the other one who's 15, he's so mature. Mm. So it's just really dependent, doesn't it? It does depend it? on the child. But I do think um, as parents, we need to put some uh, restrictions. restrictions. Absolutely. I think it's it. such a waste of time, mm. even for us adults. I know. And I was just going to say that I think uh, we have to... I've forgotten the saying, but it's something about do as I say, do not as I, as I do or something like that. Yeah. So we have to be the role models. Yes. And it's quite hard. And I think sometimes in the profession that people are in, you have to have access to social media so that you can promote things and get things out or even get to know things. There's so much out there now on social media that you can find out local events, local. Yeah, there's um, a lot of positive things. stuff. So, that, so as adults, we know how to handle that. And we know we have the ability to decide what's wrong and what's right and mm-hmm. what we can use but I think children um, 
don't have that now I think we have a uh, I was going to say listeners I'd like to hear your views on this actually if you do have a uh, view on this um, about children using smartphones should they or shouldn't I could probably do a whole show around yeah, this absolutely. and, and um, it probably will do in the future as well but um, it, it'd be nice to hear um, people's views I'm going to try and work out how to use this phone because we have had a message come through and I think I've worked it out yes I have um uh, Mushtaq Malik, Do, is that anyone that you know? No, no. Um, hi, Salma, be careful, I'm listening. <laughs> Don't know if that's a threat. <laughs> oh, yes, I know who that is. Assalamu <laughs> <laughs> There we go. Okay, so um, I, she will be careful. <laughs> she will I be careful about careful. what she says. <laughs> <laughs> be, oh. Being honest as well. <laughs> yes, well, thank you for tuning in. And uh, so, yes, as I said, we are live on air and we are taking text messages or WhatsApp messages on 0779481822. Now, over the next few weeks... Um, I'll be focusing the shows around inspirational women. Um, and these are people that I feel in the community have made positive changes. And um, I'd like to actually find out their personal journey about how they got to where they got to and um, why they got to where they got to as well. <laughs> so now my lovely guest, Salma, is an amazing mum. She, I don't know how you do it because I'm a mum of five. And if someone told me to try and run something that's community-based and the amount of time that's needed that you do I don't know how you juggle the house life and housework and do what you do as well so um, a round of applause (laughs) thank you um, so much but I really don't know how I do it either (laughs) well you 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 roll it quite well so you do it quite well and she's done some really fab work and I have said that you know I could go on and on about this so I'm I'm not going to take I could probably talk the whole hour about how amazing it is but I do want the listeners to hear from her more than myself and so um for those that aren't familiar with yourself if you can um Please introduce yourself. So my name is Salma Khan and I'm the project mm-hmm. manager for Luton Food Bank. Mm-hmm. I've been there now for over five years wow, and um, I really enjoy the work mm-hmm. that I do. I think it has a lot of meaning to it. No, mm-hmm. I know it has a lot of meaning to it. So knowing that you're supporting families that would otherwise go hungry mm-hmm. is a really good feeling. So it keeps you going. And I know when people say to me, like yourself, say to me, how do you do it? You work and you know, you've know you got your own kids and you've got this and that. And I think that's what keeps me going is the fact that I know I'm helping other people. Yeah. And I love the job I do, actually. I love interacting with people. And I think in a way it's showing people how they can support others as well. Yes. And making those events. What's nice is because what you do... um as a mum, your children, how has it impacted them? So now now you are doing um, a community-based charity work. So how does it impact your children? Do they look up to you and think, well, when we get older, or are they quite charitable in themselves because of how mum's been doing things? Oh, alhamdulillah. They are, honestly, I... Um they are. Um, yeah. I don't want to single them out just in case yeah. Uncle Mushtaq is listening because <laughs> he's my um, husband's uncle. <laughs> OK, well, he did say I'm her uncle, so he's texting yeah, me saying so yes. he's listening. Mm. But yeah, my sons and my daughter, they are very mm-hmm. charitable and mm-hmm. they don't like to show it. Yes. They just do it like, you know, give with a hand the hand so oh, the other doesn't, doesn't see. see. But um, yeah, I think they have got that instilled in them, which yes. is really good. That's lovely. And that's a, and I think that's the most rewarding side of things as well, as well as doing what you're doing. But to see that your children are seeing that positivity come from you and you know that you've instilled something good in them, that they've turned around and, and to be able to give and not let the other hand know that they've given. Yes. From a young age to be able to do that. It's quite hard because often as adults, we're guilty of that. When we, when we give, we don't pride ourselves for it but we do bang on about it a little bit (laughs) I mean there's a thing isn't it now I don't want to say this but I feel like I do that you know like on social media when people are giving it snapping it as well I just find that what is the point of doing Mm. that because I find it embarrassing for the person that you're giving it to unless it's like a cause or something Mm. like that then it's nice because I think it's a two-way it's a two-way process isn't it one Mm. is when you're showing off what you're giving Mm. and the other is raising awareness that i actually gave you give as well yeah so it's getting that balance right isn't it yes yeah and not making it seem like it's a a prideful thing i've got brother Tarek here who's very keen to listen (laughs) into the show here today um so going back to the work and the role that you do now for the listeners um if you could just briefly explain what the luton food bank is because i i i'm i've been in luton for what 14 years now but 
I only heard of the Luton Food Bank probably in the last couple of years. So it only came to my knowledge. And that's through meeting you that I knew what it was. I didn't actually know what it was. So I'm sure there's quite a few listeners that probably aren't aware fully of what it is and how it functions so if you could just um of course so interestingly i mm. didn't know what the food bank was either mm. until i saw the job advertised okay so um t- should i tell you what happened how i went yeah, into the so job because that's, yeah, that's one of your go, questions yeah. so what, what happened? was your drive factor what made you think that you know what i can do this so i basically left the council um thinking i'm going to retire i had my daughter so mm. i was off maternity i had her and i thought i'm not going to work again yeah and my daughter was three and um, she was going to start nursery. And then, you know, I just thought, oh, I need to do some work. I need to find some work. And it is just thinking, thinking. And I used to help my husband with his, um, he, he, my husband does a, he has a football. I don't even know what he's called now. <laughs> she does know what her club, husband yeah. does. No, yeah, he's got yeah, a football yeah. club. This is voluntary work he does. Yeah, um, he's got a football club and um, they started it and it's become really massive. So yeah. they've got like... A 20 plus teams mm-hmm. anyway they were doing this football club and I would make like teas and coffees mm-hmm. and sell them just to bring a little bit of income in and um, there was a child that came there and um, it came to their attention that he wasn't performing mm-hmm. when he was playing football and they asked him and he said he didn't have breakfast and then they asked the mum and the mum said she didn't have any food so all they did was they sent this text message out to all the parents not saying about the family they said there's a family they're in need they need food and the food came in like gushing in honestly bags and bags of food and it was I think half of this like studio was full and I remember it was then I was thinking what are we going to do all this food for that family she won't know what to do with it because it it can be like um, overwhelming overwhelming yeah so I I remember dropping off the food to her and she lived in a little flat and um, I did two trips Mm -hmm. so I gave it to her because we had to because we asked for her so we couldn't give it elsewhere Mm. and that made me think actually is there anything that's in Luton Mm. but I didn't even think of it and then I saw the job in the paper I remember and I thought Mm. wow there is a food bank so that means we could have given it there then I applied for the job I didn't tell my husband I applied for the job I got the interview Mm. I went to the interview I did my presentation and they offered me the job wow and I was like I don't know what to do. And then I told my husband, look, I've got this job and I don't know if I should take it because I was really I was really attached to my daughter at the same time. Mm. And I didn't want to leave her. But then I really wanted to do the job as well. Mm. And then he kind of said, you know what, just go for it. We'll manage. Mm. And then I did. And I remember at my presentation, I was doing a presentation. And it the reason why I felt more is I, I always believed that I was led that way. That was Allah's mm. choice for me to do mm. this because um, my son used to go to school and he missed his lunch one day. And I remember I picked him up and he goes, oh, mom, I'm really hungry, Musa, you know. Mm. Him. Mm. And he goes, I'm really hungry. And I said to him, why, what happened? He goes, I've missed my lunch. I was furious. You mm. know, like you think he's been so hungry. I went home because I lived just around the corner, gave him his food and I went back to the school to complain. Mm. I said, why did my son not get lunch? And yes. they investigated it. And mm. it was because they had school photographs. So he was waiting for his brothers to take his group photo and they just missed oh. it. But for me to feel that my son didn't have lunch and to know that I've got food at home and I'm able to feed him, and then thinking of those parents that don't mm. un, un, unable to feed their children mm. and they don't have the food at home. And the normal thing is the mother always sacrifices or the parents always mm. sacrifice for their children. So that's why I think it meant so much more to me um, when I went for the job, the interview, the whole thing and mm-hmm. why I am still where I am mm. is because, I don't know, I just think it's meant to be. Yes, and it's a fantastic cause. So the Luton Food Bank is is a, a bank where food is donated. Yeah, so what happens is we do events, campaigns all throughout the year. Mm-hmm. And um, we ask people to donate food and money. Mm-hmm. The food comes back to our uh, warehouse unit where we'll sort the food out. So it's quite a long process. So, mm-hmm. for example, if you gave us food, it'll have a different date if somebody else gave us food. Mm-hmm. So we'd have to put it in item order first. Yeah. Then we'd have to put it in date, date order. order. Yeah. And then we'll have to make the food parcels. So we have an adult parcel, additional adult, child, additional child and vegetarian. So we make all these parcels ready to go out to distribution. We do seven different distributions across Luton um, so people can get to us or there's seven different opportunities for them to um, go to get their voucher exchange for food, basically. And um, so that's the food element of it. And 
the other bit is where we work with professionals um, like family workers, school nurses, um, mm. the Lumber Council, mental health, other mm. voluntary groups, where we make them into approved referrers. So we show them how to assess whether a person's in need. I think that's very important, especially when people are donating. For example, if you're giving us food, you want to know it's going to the right people. Mm. If you're giving money, we need to make sure it's going to the right yeah, people. Okay. It's like a trust to us mm. that we need to ensure it gets to the right people. Mm. So what we do is we train them. So for example, if I needed food, I would mm-hmm. go to the school family worker because I have children in school. They'd ask me what my issue is. My issue could be that my washing machine broke down and we are just making ends meet. So I didn't have money for food. Mm. And that would be my short term crisis. And they'd assess me, find out how many family members I've got, um, how many food parcels I need. And they'd complete the voucher. And on the voucher, it'd tell me where to go pick up the food. I'll go to a distribution point. I pick up my food and then they'll ask me, do I need any advice and support? Because if it wasn't the washing machine and it was something like my benefits were delayed mm. or I lost my job and I don't know what I'm entitled to, I'd get that support at the distribution centre. So is it you that does this physically or you've got staff trained to do this all? So we are highly, highly Mm. dependent on volunteers. Mm. So, for example, I'm the project manager. Mm. We we haven't got an administrator at the moment. Mm. We haven't had one for two months. Normally we have an administrator. Then we have Paul, Mm -hmm. who manages the whole warehouse. Um, And then we have... um, Greg, who does our website, and and then we have a warehouse assistant. Mm. So we've only got five people, and the rest are all volunteers. And we could not run without volunteers, volunteers yeah. at all. They come in every morning from 10 to 12 to help make food parcels and to sort out food items, sort out donations. And then they come. we have volunteers that come in the afternoon from 1 to 3. Mm. And then we have volunteers who manage the distribution. So again, we've got one t- today at 10 to 12, and then we've got another one 2 till 4. And they'll yeah. manage that as well. And we train them up. Mm. But these people give their time mm. and they, they care for the cause. And that's why they volunteer. Yeah, it's a wonderful cause. I think it's fantastic. And and I can see now that when we go to the supermarkets, they've got trolleys set aside. Yes. And uh, that wasn't something that was um, there a few years ago. And I think it's only come forward in the last maybe couple of years. With um, Sainsbury's, we just... Um, bought the trolley in there and had that partnership with them with as it's been going on for a while yeah it just gives people the opportunity when they're shopping to just even yeah. get their children to go, go give some yeah. cereal or whatever they want yeah. to and we'll pick up that every every week as well yes and it's, it's goes, good because um every time we go in um uh, my eldest she would always look at what's needed on the list saying as soon as we walk in so we'd have our own shopping list but she's like mum actually they need more soup tins or that's um, lovely or something so she'll make a mental note of it and now I go shopping most of it's on my own now when I go but if I do forget to buy something and I do have the little ones with me I've actually trained them up now that if we have forgotten to buy something for the food bank We'll stop by the trolley and I'll say, right, okay, what can we give up that Aww. we can give to some? And they're really good at it now. And they actually do it themselves. Sometimes I'll just, because I'm in a rush, I'll walk straight past it. And they're like, mum, we didn't give anything. You know, what can we give up? And I was like, oh, yeah, I didn't do that whole, what can we but give up again? how lovely is that? So they You've actually do it themselves. It. So, yeah. And it's lovely because I think we, um, there was a multi-buy on some of the crisp packets or something. And they all liked it. And, um, and I said, shall we put this in? They go, oh, no, but I really like it. I said, yes, that's even more the reason we should give yeah, something like that up because you can you can come back tomorrow if you really feel like those crisps i'll just come back tomorrow and get you them mm. but there's some children that they might feel like it but they have to just ignore that feeling because they can't get it and it's just it's a desire and right now they have to think we can only have what we can get and that's it we can't desire for food or we can't desire for this because we can't get it so i think it's made them think um that's true, actually. We can get what we want at the click of our fingers. And yeah, it some is. Some children can't. So it's nice. And I think it's important that we instill it from a very young age because um, then they appreciate what they have. Absolutely. It gives them empathy towards yes. other people, doesn't it? Yes. And I think that's really key. Yeah. And it's and it's and they then value things, which I think a lot of the children of today are forgetting that because as parents, we... I don't know. I'm not saying that we struggled growing up, but my my father was very good. My dad actually, you know, worked hard. We had everything. I don't think there was anything that we struggled to get. But when we wanted to get a job and earn our own living and pay for our own thing, my dad encouraged it. And he never said that, no, 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 I'm earning enough. Yeah. So you don't have to. Whereas now it's very different. And I know I'm worried that I might fall into that trap of my daughter wants to work. And I'm like, well, why? You've got everything. And I'm thinking, no, I should encourage 
the of course, whole concept of, course, of working yeah. into her mind and letting her work because I find that bit very hard like no actually I'm providing everything for you you shouldn't have to go out and work I think work's not just about earning money, money. or getting all the things you want it's about Skills. learning those yeah work yeah. ethic isn't it mm. working with others learning those diplomatic situations you're in and how mm. to handle them and um, I think they grow up a lot they mature a lot from working I mean I mm. encourage it not yeah. for the money just because I want them to learn the work ethic and mm. how hard it is actually to earn that money and where you want it from the click of the finger oh mum I want a new tracksuit or mum I want a phone or mum yeah. I want this that we actually work really hard for our money mm. and they see that and um, that's the other thing I mean uh, we have got time before the break um, how do you balance the, the whole home life and working <laughs> how do you do it <laughs> so I get up in the morning. Oh God. Probably at four o'clock as well. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I get up, I read Fajr. Yeah. Um, and um, then we just start. So I'll, I'm the most annoying person, I tell are, you. Are you an early bird? So you, do you no, get up I'm not. My eldest son, he's really good. He He's up before all of us. He's downstairs yeah. having his hot chocolate, his normal routine and watching TV. Then I'll get up and my kids hate my voice. Oh. I know they do because oh. I'm a nagger. <laughs> and you know when you get used to nagging? So yeah. what I do is I'll go into all their rooms and I'll say, as soon as I woke up, it's time to get up, it's time to get up, all the way up to the top, to the attic mm. and back down. And they just won't get up. That's your workout done for the morning, going all the way around the house, telling them to get up. Yeah, and then they, jo- they won't get up by me. <laughs> oh. uh, my husband's more softly spoken and more nicer, really. I'm just like, get up, I need to get this done. And I'm sorting the baby out, getting mm. him ready. True mode, yeah. And um, so today I gave him his breakfast and I left him downstairs to watch should we continue after yeah I was just going to say listeners uh, I can't believe the first half of the show has actually come to an end Uh, we are actually going for a short break Um, if you have any questions for Sister Salma please do text in and um, uh, ask her those questions but for now go refill your hot drinks and uh, join us after the break inshallah Asalaamu Alaikum Asalaamu Alaikum this is Atif Nawaz and you're listening to an Inspire FM podcast Good morning and assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to Inspire FM 105.1 FM. You are tuned into Mother's Planet and I'm your host Neelam. And joining me in the studio today is my lovely guest Salma. Assalamu alaikum. <laughs> Letting her have her sip of her tea there. I've actually got, to, I've dried her throat out because earlier in the show, um, Selma was telling us about her journey as to how she got to the Luton Food Bank, which is a lovely journey. Um, and um, uh, we have actually found out information about what the Luton Food Bank is and um, how uh, it's been functioning over the last five years. You've been with them now. Yeah, I've been with them five years, but it was, um, it it's started in 2013. Yes. Yeah, so it's been running longer, but she joined in 2014. 14 and also oh, only a year after it was running then yes so it's quite new so, yes um yeah so as um she has told us that the um uh, journey has been tiring and before the sh- uh, uh, advert i asked salma how she is balancing home life and uh, work life and uh, she was telling us about how her children don't like her voice i, I feel like they don't <laughs> sometimes because i've become really like i've become like you know like I don't know what to say, like, commando military mode. Military mode. Yeah, military yeah. mode. Yeah, that's it. Well, I go up and I say to them, you need to get up now. You need to do one, two, three. But that's us and, mums. But they yeah. don't get, they just don't no. like it. And then I say to my husband, can you just go get him up? And he's really soft, like, come on, get up now. Come on, get uh. up now. And I'm just like, and he'd pick my daughter up and he'd bring her to my bedroom oh. and like being nice to her. And I haven't got time for that. Mm. I need to get things done. I need to be at the door because my husband will be gone by 8.15. Mm. And then I have to go drop off my daughter to school. And then I have to drop my son off to college. And then um, my so baby. Do taxi service in the morning. Exactly. And then you know what frustrates me is the whole drive and when people can't drive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to have a rant about Luton drivers. Oh, don't stop me. No, no, me. not. I, yeah. I think what it is no, also... No, I, I agree with you. And I can't... Like, I think men are worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, men are listening. <laughs> uh, well, your uncle is. <laughs> but he's an awesome driver. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know what you're saying, because it can get really frustrating in the morning. Yeah. it sometimes. Well, what I don't like, and I'm really sorry, because I know I was there one day. I don't like learner drivers. Why do they have to be out at the time when the school runs? <laughs> Cause yeah, that's not even, like, helping them. No. Because they're in traffic anyway, so they're not doing any driving. They're not learning any skills. So they should just wait until us mums have dropped the kids <laughs> off to school and then do it because it really frustrates me. And it's always, and I, I always say it's a test. It's a test. I'm being tested. And um, I will just, 
I'll get stuck behind one and I think, right, okay, just be patient. And I've got like 10 minutes before the door shuts. And I think, I don't even think this car's going to get to the end of the road in 10 minutes. And I don't know how I'm going to do it. It's but just frustrating. It's no, very frustrating. My son's learning to drive and I always book his lessons like in half term. Yeah. And at like 10 o'clock. Yeah. So it doesn't bother anyone. And I want him to have a good experience as well. Yes. So I don't know why anybody would book a lesson at traffic school, traffic time, yeah. or when it's end of school. Yeah, unless they're all having their test, which probably makes sense. I'd probably book a test at that time because it's minimal driving. Oh, yeah. Yes. But, you know, it's just frustrating. So, yeah, um, I'm sorry, learner drivers. I just think that maybe pick <laughs> a better time. <laughs> yeah. Pick a better time. Not not a mum on a run on the run to the school run, yes. really, in a rush, because, oh, that really frustrates me so yeah I apologize there <laughs> so yes yeah, so you you actually are quite military mode in the morning so you've got all of them to school and then do you go off to work then yeah then I drop my son off um I like to spend a bit of time with him and say oh mommy's going to work because he's only eight what 20 months and then I will come to work um, and then I'll pick my daughter up as well from school because I think that's really important. So do you have flexible hours? So you I do, I do. Children? So two of the days, three of the days actually I'll pick my daughter up because I think it's very important to pick your kids up because yeah. that's when they speak to you and tell you how school was. Yes. And I like to know I'm a bit of a nosy mum. Yeah, well I know you need to know how they're getting on at school. Yeah, like how you're getting on, what happened. Lunch and, again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully not. No, but hopefully. You know. Yeah, and my daughter likes to take a packed lunch as well and my okay. husband does that which is good. Oh. So I think it's a partnership more than anything I was just going to say, so your your husband sounds very, and I think that's the key here, because uh, you know, and uh, it's nice that he actually. Uh, has assisted you because you applied without his knowledge and then yeah. you got the job but he's actually not said well you did this on your own two feet you've got to be on your own and do it and no, I don't think I would have took it if he yeah. said not to because you need that support don't yes. you yes you really it's do very nice that he does help out so you can give a big shout out to your husband then I'll let you do that <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll do it for you then. <laughs> What's your husband's name? He's not listening. Oh, well, you can listen into the repeat afterwards. <laughs> but anyway, thank you to Salma's husband because you do help her out. And I don't think she would really be where she is today without your support. So, uh, yeah, there you go. I've done Aww, it for you. Thank yeah, you, Neelam. No, I think it's important. And that's and that's the important thing. So I, I suppose... Oh, no, absolutely. Actually, I should say this, that it's also the support network that I have, which is my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, my mum, mm. my dad and my brothers and sisters and my sister-in-laws, all of them. Mm. If I think it's really important. What makes you the person you are is the people that are around you. Yes. I can't just say that I'm doing what I'm doing all by myself. So, Not yeah. at all. It's the influences you have around you, the mm. support networks you have. That's who makes you who you are. If mm. I didn't have those experiences and those people around me, I probably wouldn't be able to do half mm. the things that I do. Mm. I know. So it's, it's really important. important. Yeah. Support network is important. So um, one of the questions I did want to ask is... Um, what do you do for you? You know, how do you take time out for your own well-being? Because it's so important when you do something like this, where you're so full on with everything. You've got you've got children, you've got work, you've got the community, you've got, and there's so many events that run around what you're doing as well. How do you take the time out, or when you do take the time out, what do you do to have a bit of you time? So What's you time? I watch Usman. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so I, no, I, no, 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 yeah, I do. And my yeah. daughter watches it as well. So we oh, watch okay. that together. We so like watched the whole of Etrigal then. I kind of skipped a few because my, my family didn't wait for me. And then oh. I didn't want to watch it on my own. I didn't have the time. So yeah. I thought, you know what, let's just watch it smile. And then when it's like um, holidays, I'll catch up. Oh. You, I think you could watch that again and again. Etrigal, yeah, yeah, you yeah. can, can't you? And what I do is I'll go out with my friends mm -hmm. once a month. And uh, I have crazy, lovely friends. Yes. And honestly, they just... I, I'm buzzing for like a week after I've well, seen that's them. It, yeah, because that, yeah. that, that uh, laughter, I've forgotten the hormone that's released, but there's a hormone and they and they encourage it. They encourage women to actually socialise with women because... Yeah, uh, I saw that. There's an yeah. article on it, wasn't there? Yeah, there was. Yeah, it was really... No, honestly, I really love it. And because we've been friends since high school, alhamdulillah, um, we just get on, we click. And it's like we haven't... We've not. Even if we see each other after a couple of months, it seems like we just saw ourselves each other yesterday. yesterday yeah. And um, that's important. And I think having having um, that good. So that's a regular thing that you do, having that girly time. Not that regular. Only when like one of us is like, look, I've had enough. Mm -hmm. Can we just meet up? Then mm -hmm. we'll meet up. And then I'll go to watch a movie with my sister as well. I'm really close to my sister. Yeah. So I'll just go watch a movie or... 
Yeah, I do, I, there's nothing regular, to be honest. I don't go to the gym but or any of that. But you do take time out. Which but is you just important. need to know. But sometimes I do overwork myself. Mm. And then you kind of, you know when you're getting into that whole depressed mode and you think, no, 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 I just snap out of it. Cause you, do you get depressed or do you get cranky? Actually, cranky. Yeah. I, I want yeah. you to say something else, but I'm not going to. <laughs> okay, yeah. No, cranky. We'll stick with cranky. I've just found the hormone. It's serotonin. So serotonin is released when you're out with your girlfriends having a good time. And uh, when you have uh, laughter and your laugh, and that could last a long time. And actually, serotonin is known for, uh, it's a temporary pain relief. So if you have any pain, when that hormone's released in, in abundance, you don't have any pain. I think so, I should move it to once a week, me and my friends. I <laughs> yeah. think it needs to be a bit more often now. Exactly, yes. yeah. So it's very good. So it's very um, important that you two take that time out. And, and I think you know the telltale signs, as you said, when you start you getting a bit cranky. You just know when you're, you're yeah. just thinking, oh, everything's getting too much. You get upset over little things. Yes. Think time's for friends. Yeah. Yes. No, I know. And that's very important. I'm just looking at my, my question. So challenges. Have you had any challenges that's made you think, why did I do this? Or difficulties or obstacles that along the way in your journey that you thought that was life-changing or not life-changing but just a challenge that you've had that's made you think about your role a bit I think good challenges I mean um, I always had my children while I was working mm. university um, always I've got five mashallah and mm. I had one recently we're well, not recently about 20 months ago but do you know <laughs> what I mean recent, they're yeah. all good challenges aren't they yeah. and they change you as yeah. well and you become a better person and I think, yeah, I think what I would say is that enjoy your children while they're young, mm. because when they grow up and they become teenagers, they're monsters. Yeah, <laughs> they're really difficult to manage, honestly. And it's like, you know, like I remember my mum used to say that it's really difficult. And I think, no, it wouldn't be. No, it's not. That's when they do everything independently. Mm. But no, it's not. That's when they become independent and they don't need you. Mm. And they've got their own mind and yes. they've got all that. And then you're thinking, well, that little person's gone. Mm. Yeah. So I think that's really important. And that's one of my challenges is letting go because I'm I'm really overprotective type of mother that wants to be involved in everything, wants to know everything. Mm. And giving that space to my children, I find that difficult. Mm. But it's really what's really nice because um, often a lot of nine to five jobs um, wouldn't give us that opportunity. And I know a lot of ladies that have um, had to go back to work and put their children into childcare from six months onwards, six weeks onwards, mm. you know, whatever their situation is and they've missed milestones of their children growing up where they you know have gone to pick them up from nursery and they left a child that was crawling but they've gone to pick them up and it's they're walking yeah. and then, how did that happen I missed you know and and I know women that have had breakdowns because of that but there was their financial situation was such that they had to work or the role that they were in was such that they had to work so yeah. it's very difficult um, but it's nice that you've been able to give something back to the community but actually have that home back balance where you've been able to be there for your children I think that's really important see, yeah. for me if I couldn't do it I don't think I would be working yeah. because I need that flexibility and I think mm. you get more out of your staff or mm. you get more out of people if you let them be happy I mean I feel like I can do a lot of work in a little time mm. while if you're in a nine-to-five job sometimes you're just sitting there just to fulfill the time mm. and if I couldn't do a nine-to-five job yeah. I mean I couldn't my work people are really good they give me I do work from home as well yes. so you know when the whole phone thing you were talking about I'm always on my phone doing social media updates and whatnot my kids are like oh you're always on your phone but then I have to say to them no, I'm doing it for work mm. But, yeah, I think it's really important to get that balance right. Yes, and it's very important. And I think um, as a mum, because now, I mean, I'm a school teacher, but before I had children, how I was a school teacher to now how I would be a school teacher are two different people because Mm. I've got children and I now have a bit more empathy about when a child doesn't get something or doesn't understand something. I think I'd be, not that I was a strict teacher, I like to think I wasn't, (laughs) but, you know, I didn't really understand children as well as I do now having been a mother you know now I know that and and same with yourself in any role I think once you've had children that softer side of you comes out and you actually and multitasking you can do things a lot faster I I remember before I got married I'd do everything at chicken pace and now when I go (laughs) to my mum's house and I'm doing stuff she's like what's happened to you I've had kids so I can you know I've I've become an octopus you can multitask and you're a lot more faster yeah and you do you just learn these skills that you never thought you could be possible to you know would be possible for you to do but they are and so I think um you know 
now, if someone was to try and put you into a nine to five job, it would just not be the case. It just it wouldn't work. Be- you're not productive that way. And I think I'd find I'd get upset over it. If yeah. you know what I mean, I'd just say I can't do it because yes. I think I need to be happy in order to give back myself. Mm. And for me, my family's first and foremost. Yes. Um, and then my work mm. realistically and that's yes. the way it is and um if i can give what i want back to my family then i can carry on doing well at my work as well yes. so i think it comes hand in hand yes and also the role that you have i think it's um i know you probably don't see that many um people coming to the warehouses and collecting the food but knowing when you go there and you see that there was 10 boxes and now there's only five there's people that coming out there's absolutely so it just makes you think wow appreciate your own life a little bit more absolutely i mean we get like last week we had 200 and something parcels that went out yes. and i went to visit distribution this week, week yeah. and i could see the people that are using us and you know people have this image that it's always people that are probably poor or beggars mm. that are using but they're not the people just like you and me yeah. that have just got stuck in a situation mm. and a lot of people don't want to come yeah. Um, and from, to know that the it's not us really. We're mm. just facilitating it, aren't we? Mm. It's the community of Luton yes. that's supporting us do that. Mm. And that's the most wonderful thing, knowing that people out there, everyone's making sure that no one mm. else goes hungry. Mm. And it's not affecting their pocket. Mm. It's not breaking their bank balance or anything. Mm. It's just they're just giving a little. Mm. And that goes a long, long way. Long way yeah. So um, thank you to all the Luton community for their contributions. Because I do see the trolleys in the supermarkets. And, and it's not just at my local Asda I've gone to all the supermarkets and I do see the trolleys are heaving with things so you know we are a very giving community and oh, absolutely when it comes to things like this I think people don't think twice they just donate so um before we um is there any advices that you advice or advices that you could offer to the listeners um in terms of when it came to yourself and you saw that role or you saw the need and you thought you could make that change and now, mashallah, look where you are today. How, what, going from your own experience, what advice could you offer to listeners that are thinking to take the plunge or doing something for themselves? And that could be anything because, you know, women are very creative and we just put our own needs aside sometimes because, as you say, family is for, first and foremost for yeah. us all. But you've been able to, mashallah, do both, you know, fulfil a, a, a gap that you felt was there and now you feel quite happy that you've been able to give something back but manage your family life at the same time. So what's the advice that you could offer our listeners? I I think it's important for me going back to work gave me my confidence Mm -hmm. of, you know, I've got something to give as well. Mm. I think sometimes when women are at home, it's the same thing, isn't it? Like mm. cooking, cleaning, washing, cooking, cleaning, washing. Mm. And I hated it. Honestly, I really mm. hated it because I thought there's no purpose to my life. Yes. Um, I'm doing, why can't I do this and go to work? Mm. And then follow your heart, I mm. think. And if you think you can do something, try it. Mm. What's going to happen if it doesn't work yes. out? Just give it a go and see. You never know where it leads. Uh, I think that's very sound advice there. Um, try it because um, you never know where it will lead. And I think we have to take that plunge. You have to just give it a go. And, you know, we all have multi-talented. I'm sure there's loads of people out there that think they can do something and think, mm, so I'm not good enough. Give and, it a go. And, and don't be scared to fail. It doesn't. Yeah. You, you always learn. If you don't fail, you haven't learned. Yes. Yeah. That's how I see it. I, I think if you're failing, you've learned actually that you failed, didn't you? So yes. what did you do wrong? You can learn from it. That's fine. Yeah. Thank you, Salma. That's very good advice there. So uh, you <laughs> might see me try and do something now. <laughs> I don't know, actually. I'm, I, uh, my talent is a limiting now. I think I keep trying to get my children to do things. So I get them to think business minded now. My eldest daughter loves crochet at the moment. Oh, wow. Marsha, she's she really persevered with it because um, I'm not one of those people that can watch a video and learn a skill. So she's sat there and watched all these various links on YouTube and what have you and all these online videos of how to crochet and she my sister-in-law can crochet so she tried to show her how to do it but she just wasn't getting it and just one day she just sat there and she she clicked it clicked with her and she came and she said mum look what I've made and now she's like on a roll she's making like stuffed teddies she's made um placemats tea cozies she's made stuff for my neighbors and I keep saying to her right okay collect all of this take a picture let's make a let's sell them I said let's sell them because it's handmade so people value things like that more when it's 
handmade it's got more value to it and she just I bless her and I think I'm I'm a bit difficult there as well she's I don't know where to price them at because how can you put a price to something that you've made and I said yeah so um I, I don't know we'll work on it I think look at other people what they're selling them yes. for but it's interesting isn't it the generation now learn from YouTube videos mm. And yeah. even us, to an extent, we can learn how to cook different dishes, dishes from YouTube yeah. videos, can't we? Yeah, I know. I know. Well, as much as we try and steer away from it, I guess that um, headline yeah. that we had, uh, the age of digital independence, I guess it's very true. We are yeah. in that age now. It just depends how you use it, mm. doesn't it? And that's how, yeah, that's how correct. So, Salma, do you cook? Of course. Yes, you do cook. A lot. <laughs> you cook a lot. So uh, I, in this part of the show, I did like to, I do like to share a quick recipe. So is, oh, there, yes. is there any that you think you could, you could uh, whiz up? Um, if you share things? yours first and then I'll <laughs> see if I can mix it up a bit. <laughs> <laughs> she can make it better, basically. No, no, no. no, 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 no. <laughs> Not at all. No. So, I mean, with it being cold and um, with, it, with wanting to have something nice and warm, um, I've thought of fish pie um, and this is the traditional fish pie mm. now what i do with my fish pie is i buy um frozen uh, fish but i buy a varied amount of different fishes so i buy salmon cod and smoked haddock and i buy them in bulk so that i can split them up into bags and i then freeze them in my own freezer mm. in bags and just write fish pie mix on them and just take that bag out and uh, what i do with the fish is i poach it in some milk with um some bay leaf black pepper and salt so the fish is being made in this milk um, not a lot of milk so just to, enough to cover the fish mm-hmm. and once it's boiled through and the fish is flaking I give it a good mash so I mash up all the fish so it flakes up in there um, and I add a couple of spoons of plain flour in to thicken it up a bit and um, I like to add I don't know if you've heard of the cheese borsin no. So it's a really nice um, soft cheese and it's got garlic and herbs mixed in it. So I just add a, a scoop of that into it just to give it a bit of a flavour in the sauce and thicken it up as well. So that's my sauce done for the fish. I'll add sweet corn to that and some um, broccoli as well. And um, then I'll lay that on my tray. And I, I do one of two things. Sometimes I'll do mashed potatoes. So I'll mash my own potatoes and layer that on top. Or I'll use... Um, shop bought but you can make your own if you have the time um puff pastry i just put that on the top of it as well so the kids actually do prefer the puff pastry because when once puff's cooked it's quite nice mm. with the fish and um i just served that with some vegetables so that's my dish yeah. i feel hungry now you should have bought some in <laughs> i know I don't, i'd have to hide it from Tarek though <laughs> bless him no I I will do that I will try and make some of that and it's just that when I make it there's never any left the kids love it they will go for seconds so I always make enough to say I can have it for lunch tomorrow but we never quite have enough left for lunch tomorrow because everyone loves it yeah they do really enjoy it and it's a really hearty dish so it's quite nice it's really it's and once once your kids have eaten it and you've eaten it you know you've ate well and you've fed them well so and if you're sleepy afterwards yeah (laughs) it's that kind of one isn't it that's the trick ladies that's why I cook it for dinner so that they can go just to sleep. Fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, my sister-in-law, she's um, she does catering actually. Okay. I don't forget what she's called. I'm really bad. Paradise something. Okay. And um, she, I nicked one of her dishes, so she's going to probably kill me for saying it, <laughs> what it is. But I'm just going to do it anyway. <laughs> have you made it? Yeah, I have. Oh, well, then so, you can um, steal it. <laughs> let me see if I can actually find the recipe. What, so, what is it? It's chicken pie. So okay. it's very similar to what you do. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I can find it. And um, I asked her for the recipe and my kids love it. Um, so I've done chicken pie in the same way as I do the fish, but I don't poach it in milk. Do it in water? Um, I boil the fish, uh, I boil the chicken with vegetables and um, then I'm making the sauce separately. So I'll brown same, some onions. Same, yeah, yeah. And uh, then make the white sauce separately and then add it all up together. Yes, and, and um, flake the chicken. Yes. Yeah, that's, that, well, that's it. That's what she does as well. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't flake the chicken, actually. I leave the chicken as whole. Oh, so no, she, it's like boneless uh, chicken. So we get the breast chicken and then we flake yeah. it so it's easy for the kids to digest, really. Oh, OK, yeah. So that's really tasty. My kids like that. I haven't that's made quite f- nice with um, leek. In When you make the onions, when you're browning it, if you add leek in there, oh, okay. it's really quite nice to add leek into that. 
that. So it gives it a bit more of a spring oniony effect, but it gives it a nice texture. My so, kids are really weird, though. I know that's why I hide all the vegetables. Yeah, because my son says to me, "Oh, mum, I can see the onion," and I'm like, yeah. "Well, I do make it an onion." Even like when you cook like a curry. Curry, yeah. He says, "Yeah, I do. I do it such that you." I said there see is onion, so we'll have to just blend it sometimes yeah. when the onion doesn't, you know, get caramelized so, properly. Yeah. So yeah. No, I um I I'm guilty of grating vegetables and hiding it in things and the kids don't know that they're eating vegetables but I know that they are <laughs> so, I need to try that yeah no it's good and um, one that um which I learned the English word for which I think we call kaddu is um bottle gourd in English oh um that I grate and I use that in a lot of my dishes and that's really nice when it's grated and used in mince curry it's oh. really nice with mince curry and it's a sunnah food as well so once I you know need to that tell me that yeah when I knew that I thought right I've got to get this in my kids diet somehow so they actually know now that I do it because they see they'll help me grate it or they'll add it in or they'll do something with it so they my know kids it's don't like in. mince curry I like it they yeah. don't you so can put, add it with anything you do can you have it with peas um, yes, I usually do peas, yeah. Mince Some people curry. put potatoes in as well. Yeah, I, d- I find that the mince goes sweet when you put potatoes, but my sister-in-law makes it with potatoes and she makes it really nice. I've never, it doesn't taste sweet. So Maybe she puts the potatoes separate and doesn't, and, yeah, you know. Let it cook too much with, with it. With it, yeah. Maybe. The other day I made um, mortini dal, some people call it portini. And <laughs> red kidney. Yeah, I think I put sugar in instead. <laughs> my kids were like, Mom, why is this sweet? And I just kind of looked the other way and thought, oh dear, what have I done? Because oh, okay. I was trying to multitask. I was trying yeah. to do pasta as well. So, you yeah. know, when I cook, I cook several dishes at once. Oh, okay. And yeah. I prepare like the meat dishes. Yeah. But That's a good tip. I mean, I tried doing that and now I've stopped. But uh, what I have done this year and I have shared it on the um, uh, Facebook page is I've done a meal planner for the month. So we had a meal planner go out on the Facebook page for January. I think that's an awesome idea. Where I just did a dish a day and it for me it made me realize oh wow we have a lot of meat and we need to take back a bit of meat and put a bit of vegetables in and put a bit of fish in that week and so I could actually see what we were eating that week and the kids knew it as well I mean, a lot of the time they're like oh god Gorby here we go <laughs> and I was like yeah but you know what you have to have something different and I think they've just learned to adjust okay that's on the menu but we know that after having cauliflower we're going to actually have chicken pie or something the next day oh. I think they look forward to it then they say right okay we've got to and they understand that they've got to have a balance of the vegetables and the meat and the yeah meat. it's not just a full-on meat menu so um yeah that's our uh, that's our uh, recipes there listeners so i'll try and get some of the pictures up on the facebook page now um we've got a couple of events um, yes running we've got the be a good neighbor campaign which is running on the 16th of february so that's just the start of half term next sunday um, yeah not this sunday next and sunday. that's at st george's square from 12 to 4 p.m but we've also got the food bank run so if i get salma to quickly go through that with us yes sorry. right whiz through that yeah. so we're on the 28th of march on a saturday we've got the color run mm-hmm. um we you can go to our website and um Is register there is a link and I'll ask Tarek to share it as well okay. um, you can register and it's an optional if you want to do a sponsorship or not you get a medal you get a t-shirt and it's a really fun day it's a really good thing to bring your children to it's like a family type of event yeah. so please go on our website thank you so much and thank you Salma for your time this morning and for your input on thank the show. you for having me no and you um, I'm hoping that we have inspired some listeners with some positivity out there um as a tradition of the show um i do like to have an inspirational quote for my listeners <sighs> you yeah. get in life what you have the courage to ask for Jumma mubarak and assalamu alaikum assalamu alaikum <laughs> thank you for listening to our podcast we stream our daily broadcast on inspirefm.org you'll find all our daily updates on our social media at inspirefm luton